and welcome back to another episode of the Reaction Therapy Podcast. We are here today to talk about things you've asked us, things that you wanted to know, and just a day in the life of Reaction Therapy. We're just going to kind of go down a path that leads us who knows where. Nick, you are here with me. Boom. There's both of us. How are you doing today? Good. I'm a little confused why you said day in the life. I'm that, not sure why I said that I either. I don't know if that's what we're actually doing today. Sometimes we'll, things just come out, but I think we will okay. talk about the daily life of reaction cool. therapy and what we do because we have quite... In fact, we ought to do that sometime. We ought to just record us as we go. We're buying merch to get printed. We're we're dropping it off. We're picking stuff up to put orders out. Yeah, we're packaging someone. orders. I say we, but it's really Nick and it's Jill and it's Nick and it's Nick. And we should just a day in the life of sitting down and doing this. And we could like, you know, how they do the speed it up and mm-hmm. just go through a whole day. Yeah, we could. That, that would actually be fun. One episode, we're gonna do that. You got the idea man over there. I just think about things. Half of them don't work at all. No. Anyway, Nick, it's going to be a good day. I want to talk about things that everybody at Reaction Therapy has mentioned, asked mm-hmm. about. Let's clean out the the drawer, as they say, of stuff that's been accumulating with questions and things. And I don't think that is possible because, you know, what, what, we, what we've realized is every single post, no matter what it says, people always comment their song request or ask us a question. Yeah. I don't think we'll ever get through everybody's questions. Yes. People I think, have a lot. I think you're, you're right about that. It is a constant. Sorry. I'll find you grab the table. I have to like grab the table because my wheels are rolling around, but it is a constant, no matter the post requests come in all the time. All and the I don't time. think people understand that putting a request in just randomly like that, I mean, we love requests, but those we don't actually pay attention to because we've funneled it to now Thursday. So yeah. just think if all those requests waited until Thursday, our comment sections of other things would be great, like drastically reduced. And mm-hmm. Thursday, we'd have hundreds and hundreds of people. Yeah, we still do on Thursdays. But there are a lot of people. There's there. just everybody wants a request and it makes sense. It makes sense why that would happen. So before we get into um, y'all's Q&A questions, let's do this. <clears throat> Sorry. Whoa, and, intro uh, topic. Our intro topic is going to be something not related to reaction therapy. It's going to be related to the weekend. Did you see, um, <clears throat> not literally this weekend, but the weekend, the artist. <laughs> did you see recently on TikTok, it's been big as we're recording this, that the weekend had to cancel uh, the show that they were doing in LA because I- after like two or three songs, he lost his voice apparently. I actually didn't see that, but I heard you say it. So yeah. I heard that very story, but I didn't hear the details of what happened. And yeah, it, it was really, it's really kind of hard, but all I saw was a video of it is he was like, y'all, I have to, can- we have to cancel the show. I, I don't know what happened, but after the last song, I lost my voice and I can't give you all the show you want. So you're, we're just going to have to do it a different time. And um, y'all are all be refunded. Like he refunded everybody. And wow. He wanted it was, in, nice. it was in LA, so it was probably a big show. But so mm. that happened. I don't know what you think about that, but well, first of all, I think I've got to imagine that happens with singers from time to time where they are worn out, they've been touring a lot, or if they yeah. don't have their voice, you know, it's like an athlete, right? If their arm is injured and they can't shoot a basketball or or swing a baseball bat, then they take the night off. But when you're an artist, a performer, you have to actually go in and like 
perform to these people yeah. and you're it. There's no other way around it. But I saw a really cool thing on top of that. And it was, I don't know when it actually happened, but I saw Luke Combs. I think it's Luke Combs, country singer, I believe, who was in a concert and the same thing happened. I saw it this weekend and he came out and he said, I did a show last night and I realized today that my voice is not what it's supposed to be. So I'm refunding everybody's ticket here. And they thought he was going to cancel the show, I think. And he said, and we're going to do the show, but I'm going to rely on y'all. So in other words, he was kind of starting mm-hmm. songs and then I think having them sing it. But he felt terrible. He broke down and was crying on stage because his whole world is performing. And mm-hmm. I can imagine the weekend. I, I feel terrible for him. Yeah. Same as, as Justin Bieber when he had the face thing. I know. Like, I wonder what do how you he's do? doing with that. I haven't Good heard question. anything from him. I've not heard anything. Is he about back him. performing? I don't think so. I think that's going to be a little bit longer for that to happen. But what did know, you just, think about when you heard? Because you don't hear it all the time, but it has to happen. Yeah, it must have been just the weekend's pretty big. Like they're it's a big band and a lot of big songs. And it was in L.A. Like it was in, I guess, a bad place. A bad place to have that happen because there's so many people. Um, but I don't know. Like I just. I feel, I do, I feel bad for him just like you do. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't think that's something that he wanted to happen. Yeah. Like, I think he wanted to keep going, but he just couldn't. And he knew that he couldn't and it would be bad well, if he did. It's didn't. not easy. Like, they can't just say, hey, we'll just do it tomorrow. Cause usually they're on to the next town. And I know. So I feel for them, but I do wish some of these performers, I notice how they go night after night, yeah. that they would space it out a little bit. But I know they want to get the tour done and get home probably. I know. Yeah, that was kind of a wild story. I've never been at a show like that, but you can imagine, right, as a fan, you go there and you're like the 21 Pilots concert we're going to. We're so pumped up. We're ready. And then you get there and it's like, after a song, we're done. And I would be like. Yeah, imagine those fans. I mean, the fans of the weekend, like, cool, I'm getting refunded. But some people wait years to see a show. Like. Like, drive gonna, hours. Yeah, it's like, and then for that show to be canceled, it's like, what not if, that they're mad, but they probably. Let but down. what if you're? What if the show's in L.A. and you're from New York and you fly? I mean, I don't know why you would fly from New York to L.A., but what if you did? And yeah. then you went to see that one show, and then that happened. Like, it just tough. it's life. That's why we say you got to live life on life's terms, and you got to be able to take it, make lemonade out of lemons. True. True, true. So, anyway. That's, that's um, what we call wearing our weather on the inside from Stephen Covey way back in the day. He'd always say, if you plan on having a picnic and it rains, do you just quit and it's over? Or do you have go have a picnic indoors somewhere and still do the picnic? Very wise. Um, okay. Let's, uh, we're going to do two transitions in a row because they're the same thing. So. Whoa. And... Do both of those because <laughs> our topic is a Q&A, so... <laughs> I love it's this. Basically, Q and A. One of these days, okay. What about this as a, an incorporation? We have people record their question, like video, okay. record their question and submit it, and then we show them asking their question on here. That'd be cool. We would have to make sure people are okay with being well. If they like on camera, submit but... a video question, then they would know this is going in for that. Yeah, I just think it'd be fun to in- include people. Another idea. That'd be really cool. Yeah. How it's many like, ideas how does many Tom ide- have in a show? It's that should be a question. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of ideas. 
lot of ideas. Anyway, um, I'm so sorry I'm actually for you, Nick, because no, you have to deal fine. with that. It's I just lot. I just have to, you know, like take it and put it in the back of my mind. And if it's something that is good, then I'll bring it back and we'll actually do it. I'm actually taking these questions from a trivia. When I ask for trivia questions, I'm actually taking the Q and A questions from the trivia questions okay. because most people. Um, even though it says cute trivia, they still ask like normal questions. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's go into this. Uh, first question, what made you become a therapist and help out other people? And did it affect you at first hearing people's stories? Good, Two good questions there right off the bat. I've said this story before. I mean, long story short, I didn't know what I wanted to do in college, which is why I think people should go to college just to go and not go with a specific idea all the time. Mm. Some people know they want to be doctors, lawyers, dentists, whatever. Uh, but sometimes it's good just to go to college. I didn't know until two years in what I wanted to do. Mm. And I still didn't know, get a psychology degree. Like, what do you do with that? It was not employable. That was not a good thing. Employable meaning I could get a job, but it wasn't able to have a career to do something. Yeah. So I knew I needed grad school. And I think what made me realize I wanted to do what I do today are two things. Number one, in grad school, I learned how to do therapy with children. And that fascinated me to be able to help children before they become adults uh, heal all wounds and and feel good about themselves and get over either trauma or abuse or neglect or just just stuff that they had been through in life. You know, even accidental car accident, it could have been through treatment was phenomenal to see them not be burdened by that the rest of their life. And the second thing was a mentor of mine, uh, Mickey, who she mentored me through my young professional career and taught me so much of what I know today about therapy and treatment that made me thirsty and hungry for more treatment. So it was a mentor of mine and it was an education of mine uh, with, with Dr. Owe in grad school that taught me play therapy. Those two people and those two situations were the catalyst for me, but I didn't know those till I was already starting, you know, my master's degree and, and mm-hmm. getting into the field. But that was the catalyst when I realized, wow, there is a way to treat people. There's a way to help people that I didn't know. It wasn't about, oh, people like to tell me their problems. I have people that say that all the time. Like, I'm just kind of that person. Everybody likes to tell their problems to. Well, it's one thing to tell problems and have an answer. Like, you know, um, I'm having trouble getting angry all the time. Well, maybe you could just take deep breathing or you could just turn a good song on and Therapy is so different than these quick fix like solutions. Therapy is like undoing years of damage many times. So there's a lot of technical stuff that goes into it, but I loved it. I was fascinated with it. And the stories, do I ever get burdened by them? I think it was. Well, it was, it was like, did it affect you at first? Like hearing people's stories. Still affects me to this day at times. Like there are many stories I get that are tragic and, and horrible and sad and, really hard to take that I have to yeah. kind of really balance myself with, because if I'm not affected, then I'm not human. So early on, it affected me a lot more. I would go home a lot of nights thinking about my clients all the time. And my mentor, of course, would say, Tom, they're not thinking about you, so you shouldn't really worry about thinking about them. And truthfully, that's the case. Clients would go home, live their lives, and I'm not like a part of their life then. Mm-hmm. But I would be affected tremendously, especially with the children and the abuse, neglect, and trauma that they'd experienced. Wow. Yeah. Can you imagine? Like, I, I mean, I, I watch you like whenever you come home. That's true. And, You've like, been a. I just see how like worn out and tired you are, and so I, I when you think about it, you think about all the people you see in a day. Like I can imagine like how many there's 
if you see eight people in a day, that's eight different stories that one, you have to remember two, you have to give advice on and three, you just have to live with it. Knowing all that mm -hmm. the entire time and your brain's only so big. Like when I'm, I was in college, like just learning and even high school before that, like just all the, I've had like four or five, six different classes. It's like, I had to remember all the stuff for each. I'm like, how does my brain mm -hmm. fit it? But when you get into a job like that, when you have to remember all these different stories, I can imagine it could be a lot to handle sometimes. Yeah, it's a lot. It takes actually a skill to learn how to do good therapy and how to balance. Because if all I do is carry the weight of every client and I carry it into the next session and the next session, then if you're in front of me, you would not be getting the freshest Tom. So I have to balance the number of people I see and balance the, the weight that I carry from the stories. But a lot of times it's about learning to just be with this person it's right in front of me for this time, this hour. And when, when I'm with you for that specific time, I put everybody else aside. You feel that I'm not worried about anything else other than that. And that's a real skill. It's hard for a lot of therapists to do. And some days I've had eight people and it's been a piece of cake. And then another day I've had four people and it's been the hardest day ever. So it really is the balance of the type of people that... I see and the type of cases that I take in. And so now I've kind of pick and choose those, but they're not always easy. Some of them are really, really hard. That reminds me of like, not to bring up college again, but like different days. Cause in college you have different classes on different days. And some days it's like, okay, I can deal with this. Like I have these two classes. These are decent. But then the next day I could maybe only have one class, but yeah. it's a terrible class. So I can imagine like your days, like you probably look like the night before, like who am I seeing tomorrow? Like, Oh, it's going to be yeah. a tough day. <laughs> yeah. And many times it's not because of the people. Yeah. It could be, but yeah. it's also because of the case that yeah. is really hard and challenging. And a lot of cases in therapy don't get fixed today. That's a great question. That's a great question. Good well one to start out on. Okay. Second question. What was the point of becoming a reactor? And what were the basics you wanted to have? And what was the thing that you thought was special about this channel? Man, you've got this one too. This is yeah, both of us. We could both answer it. Which part do you want first? Um, well, I'm not the reactor, so I can't really answer that. Well, but you're a part of this channel. Yeah, well, and... I'll, I'll answer like what what was the thing that you thought was special about this channel? Like, obviously, before we had mental health, like as our main focus, I thought the specialty was the like, what's the word for it? Genuinality is that a word? Genuine. Like how genuine we were. Yes. Like, I don't know if that genuinity is a word or not, but how genuine we were and like answering questions and answering people's and responding to people's comments. And like, I, th I think that at first was like what I thought was special. Like we had a bond of people that from the beginning, like yeah. even before we started doing live streams, we still had people that would be consistently watching and it felt like a family back then. Now it even does even more now. No kidding. But then once we got the mental health part, that was our big specialty is mental health and having a community especially with the discord and live streams like it, that's totally like our part yeah. because a lot of people when you watch live streams from other reactors not to hate on anybody but it's not as uh, like a family like i don't feel like it's as as communal like i don't feel i don't see any other reactors knowing their people by name like there's a couple of them probably but I feel like us we like know a lot of people by name yeah, and that's sometimes really cool. that's from people being so big. I can imagine with millions of subscribers where it's hard to like follow everybody. But yeah. 
we have tried to keep in touch with, and that's even partly through our Patreon page, right? That's true. Where we have specific tiers and levels where I'm a relational person. So I like to know the people that I interact with and true. we are more mental health focused. So I think, you know, there are other reactors who are focused on the science behind the lyrics. There are other actors who are focused on the art and the musical element of the music and songs. And there are other artists who are just there to entertain and have a good time and, and enjoy what they're doing. So everybody has their own purpose and ours is kind of family oriented. It's weird though. You mentioned mental health because we were mental health from the very beginning since I was looking at it. Like, what do these lyrics mean? Yes. We just hadn't spoken it about this is our mission. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, uh, I guess I was saying before we had a specific mission, like obviously you were breaking lyrics down from a mental health perspective, but like our goal was not to necessarily spread the awareness of mental health. Well, it's because we didn't so know we didn't that speak. the channel was going to yeah. do anything. So I guess like I, it was two different parts. Like the first part was how genuine we were. And now that we have our mental health focus, we combine the two and it makes it even better. So that's my answer. To that what question. I love is I'm able to bring my career, what I do into True. this where I point. don't have to work hard. I have to work hard at, listening to music and trying to understand it, but I don't have to work hard on understanding mental health. And I love that. And Nick has been able to engineer and produce everything like the order of things, the routine, the schedule, the editing, he's been able to handle producing it and, and putting it out there. And I've been able to just talk about what I love to do every day. And that combination has been really cool because I think when I realized we were actually a reaction channel, was somewhere in December, probably around Christmas time, probably two to three weeks after we had started. It was like, so we're somebody who actually is growing day by day and more people are wanting to see it. And so when I saw that, I thought, wow, this is an opportunity for us to spread a message and to listen to great music. And I'm actually learning about these artists as we listen to it because I didn't know most all of them. And I think when that reactor status hit, it was like, oh, so maybe my purpose can be to really spread two things. Number one, that mental health does matter and it's important to pay attention to. And number two, it's it's okay and it's cool for old guys to still like young music, right, Nick? Like young that, that it is somebody yeah. like me who's never listened to this can still appreciate it and like it. And I don't just shove it aside and discount it. So we did a good job of that, I think. Yeah, I tried to stay open-minded. You were able to engineer the right music at the right time. And sure. uh, we really, the one thing we've tried to do above all is the grind, is to consistently put out content. And we've done that for nine months now. Crazy. Like consistently. We haven't missed anything. Yeah. Um, this question kind of is similar. Like, it's talking about the inspiration, but this part of this question is interesting. Has it changed? Has like becoming a reaction channel and starting reaction therapy, has it changed your mindset in your office, like towards clients at all? I would guess the answer is probably no, because you already like are a mental health professional, but does like doing this channel change your mindset? Maybe it would. I'm just talking, trying to answer the question for you, but towards like teenagers and people who listen to this music, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I've run into people all the time now that I can 
incorporate what I do at reaction therapy in the office. So it hasn't changed my skill base, but it's changed my relational ability with clients. So I can bring music in. I can have them listen to certain types of music because now I have all kinds of music that I can pull from. And I can say, you know, you might want to listen to this song by this artist because that really relates to what you're talking about. Mm. And I know what they are. And when people say, you ever heard of this artist? I I now can say, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's what's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, What about you? Like as a younger person, I mean, you've, you've been in touch with all this music before, but Mm. what's it like now that we're in this every single day with these artists? Like, well, I listen to it a lot more. Um, I used to only listen to like a few artists. Like I would only listen to like NF's music or I would listen to Juice World every now and then. But a lot of my listening was to NF or to the radio and like different songs on the radio um, or the playlists I made. Um, but now it's like we have the Reaction Therapy official Spotify playlist and that has everything on it. And now I'm listening to a bigger variety of music. Like I listen to X and Suicide Boys and artists that I would never would have normally listened to before. And now I'm listening to all kinds of different artists and it's giving me a bigger perspective. And like, I just put this month, I put a Suicide Boys song on my playlist that I make every <laughs> month. I would yeah. have never done that because Suicide right. Boys, I'd never even heard of before this channel, honestly. And so for me to put a song, I mean, we did just go to a concert, but Still, even without that, like the fact that I'm spreading my like music horizon is pretty cool. I, that's been really cool for me. Yeah. What do you think about the people <clears throat> that um, that we're in touch with now compared to people you normally would talk to? Like we're meeting yeah. people from all over, everywhere, all walks that's of life, so cool. and with all interest. And so we meet people who like music maybe you never would have listened to before. But they're really cool people. And so we've gotten to know people. I feel really blessed like and lucky, very fortunate that we've been able to do this and meet so many great we people. That's the kicker. Like, That's the top best thing ever. And like we just did fantasy football drafts and we got to talk to some some of our supporters on there. And we get the inner circle people that we've gotten to know. It's just been really cool to see different people and people that we wouldn't talk to normally like we Mm -hmm. have our bubble but now we can say we have other people through reaction therapy that are different and better not better but different and like just in their own way that it's very cool to see instead of being stuck i mean i went to a private school all my life and even the college i went to was a small college and so like now seeing like other people Mm -hmm. is really cool yeah that's that is one of the best benefits to, you know, I know that we, we sit here and talk like this, but to know people from all over the world and to have a common interest now is pretty fun. Like it's almost like with our channel, the way it started, everybody, a lot of this core group has started with us and been along with us this whole time. And so need to know them. This has been fun. Yeah. Okay. A couple more. Um, first one is kind of, this is kind of a fun one, I guess. Um, it's from Colleen, which is our good friend Colleen. All right, Colleen. She asks, what really makes you irritated about life? Nothing seems to phase you. <laughs> so that's that's a funny question. What makes you irritated? <laughs> I know Nick would chime in on this, that plenty phases me and plenty irritates me all the time. 
But overall, in general, you know, I've had to learn how to take and just deal with life on life's terms, as I say all the time. But I think uh, was was it mostly what's irritating me? Yeah, what makes what you me? what makes you irritated? I think when I want to get something done that I think should be simple, and it's not, that irritates me. So if I'm trying to do a project or I'm trying to to um, get somewhere or I'm trying to create something and it's just not working the way I thought it should, it's kind of like going online, right, and, and buying tickets somewhere. And if I try to buy the tickets and turns out it's not as simple as I thought and then I have to log in and I forgot my login, the longer it takes to get something done, the more irritated I get. And then the second thing is... Um, you know, I get pretty, so I get irritated when things don't work out the way I want it to. And I also get irritated when I'm focused on something and something else comes in the way. Jill knows this all the time about me. Like I'm planning on doing something outside and she's like, Hey, I need help with this computer inside, or I need help with the washing machine, or I need help carrying this. And I'm like, I was just out doing this. So I have to try to learn flexibility and pausing and saying, maybe this doesn't get done today. Maybe I don't actually get to go on that jog that I was wanting to go on. Maybe I do a walk instead with Jill, or maybe I don't get to go to that store I was going to go to because we need to go pick up groceries or do something like that. So flexibility, like I said, two keys to a successful marriage is commitment and flexibility in my mind. Those two things can get me the irritated, irritated the most. Mm. And I think it's always important to know what, how you tick and what, how you work because it doesn't mean I get irritated all the time when something doesn't work. It just means if I'm going to, usually it's about impatience. Something's not working right. And Nick knows this very well about me. Yep. Or it's going to be about, I was planning on doing this and something got in the way. Yeah. And that's, Nick, Nick will speak to both of those on me. Well, for you, on you, but also on me, because like, I don't, I'm such a guy that like, there's a set schedule and if it does if something doesn't happen i have a real problem with it i think i've mentioned that before but like if like if the schedule is like we go as a family through our schedule on sunday for the week and yeah, like how many we people do that we kind of right? like go through like what what's happening where everybody's going to be if something happens to where i'm going to be here at this time and then you call me or my brother calls me need something i'm like how my schedule's all ruined <laughs> like everything i was going to do yeah. how do i do it like and I get really upset with that. Um, and that's one of my issues. And having this job as fun as this job is, I don't have like a set schedule for it. And so it's really hard for me. It's like I I need to make a schedule for it or else what I've been doing recently and trying not to do as much is do things like at all hours. Like I'm really trying to put a schedule on things. And like I need schedule in my life badly. Like if I don't have a schedule, it's... It's not good for me, but then also when the schedule gets something, uh, something happens, it's not good either. So it's hard, but fun. Yeah, that, Nick is a very scheduled person. So if he has these five things he needed to do today and something gets in the way, like Tony's truck dr that he drives to school had to get in the shop. And so Nick has to take him to school and pick him up until we could get this truck fixed. Yeah. That can be enough sometimes to throw him off. Well, and, and then like I'll just go through more farther into that. He didn't wake up on time, and then I have to wait on him, and then I have to drive him to school. I'm late to go to the gym, and then I'm meeting somebody after the gym, so I have to cut my workout short. It's just all that, all that stuff. It's just 
I mean, y'all all know what we're talking about. Y'all all probably have that same. But some people don't keep any lists. They just go with the flow and figure it out as they go. And then they either are steadily behind or forgetting things. And other people are very much by the book and lists. Yeah. Like Nick. And then they get upset because all the list isn't getting done on time in order and complete. So uh, that can be that can be really challenging sometimes for for both sides of that. People yes. that don't have lists, mostly high school students. <laughs> They don't understand a planner and the mentality behind a planner and scheduling, mm -hmm. <clears throat> which is really critical when you get out of high school. <clears throat> may not be as critical in high school, but it is critical after high school. Likewise, people like Nick have to be able to go with the flow and adjust. We'll have to erase this, put it on a different day or change that. And I get, I just get very, very irritated when I was expecting something to go one way and it went another. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> Last question. Thanks this calling. is this is very fun. This is a very fun one too. Uh you have one food to eat for the rest of your life. What is it? That's pizza. I mean, if I that's it, like that's the only food the rest of my life. It would be pizza. Pizza. Mm -hmm. Number one, because I could eat it literally every day and I would have no trouble with it. I love it. I don't eat it every day, but I could. And I, if I would think like a burger or something, well, there's a lot of mornings I wouldn't want to wake up and eat a burger. Yeah. Uh, but pizza, I could literally eat with cheese, pepperoni, the crust. It's kind of got everything there. Yeah. I could eat that every day. So rather than like, and breakfast is my favorite meal, but you know, how do you eat breakfast? Meal? I could eat a breakfast meal every single day, all day. Yeah. But not one item. Mm -hmm. For me, it would... Um... For me, it would be interesting because I love pizza too. If I could have like, like whatever toppings on a pizza, because I could do breakfast pizza, yeah. eggs and sausage on a pizza, I could do that. Um, or I would say like spaghetti and meatballs is my absolute favorite. I could eat that. I could eat that all the time. <laughs> I love it so much. Or the other thing would for me would be like a, a Taco Bell. They have breakfast crunch wrap mm. with they just it's just everything on that. it. Um, and it has, you know, just tortilla, eggs, hash browns, sausage or bacon, whatever you choose. Like all, it has everything on it. And like, I can eat that all the time. <laughs> it's not healthy, but I can eat it all the time. So that's what I would say. I think that I was telling Nick the other day, what we need to do is some kind of a, a video here on this program where we bring out different kinds of food and blindfold. Yeah. Uh, I guess it had to be one of us at a time blindfolding eating fries or burgers or food from different restaurants and see if we can guess what that food is. Would yes. that not be fun? Like just yeah. to have. That's kind of fun. a TikTok trend that's going around like that, or at least there's one, um, there's one TikToker that um, does tournaments with food. They blindfold and then they have like a French fry tournament or a yeah. burger tournament from different fast food restaurants and they don't know which one they're eating and they have to just choose based on the, the taste because i think i could i think i could guess where different pizzas are from I can, domino's I pizza hut papa john's little caesars i think i could do that i think i could guess where fries come from i, got, I think i could too and i think i could guess burgers if you just got a cheeseburger or a hamburger from a place i think i could guess too yeah. so maybe what we do is we get not not a bunch of stuff on it just a basic hamburger from like four or five different places and fries, you know, and yeah. see if we can guess where they come from. Be fun. Let us know if you want, want to do, do that, that in a live stream. 
All right, I have not fun. I have not yet changed this transition, um, but here. It's not called the quote of the podcast anymore. It's called the... It's not uh, even anything anymore because I've completely dropped the ball. When I see it, I have this trigger of trauma trigger? inside of me that's why? like, I didn't do the assignment I was supposed to do. It's so, not an assignment. We gotta. I know, but I feel the pressure. Like, did I have to... You've already said a lot something? of good ones in this one. I have? Yeah. Oh, but they're from other people most of the time. Well, that's okay. It's so, your advice. Just give some advice. My advice? Yeah, for anything. It could be anything. Just give your advice. I'm trying. It will probably out the camera for us for a second. I'm freezing on different types of advice at this point. Uh, watch the podcast. There we go. Hey, look. I think I've said it before. Coping skills are key that your coping skills are the best. When you're feeling stressed out, uh, try really hard not to go to your typical coping skills, which are unhealthy, okay? That's food, that's money spending, that's drinking, that's drugs, that's you know just all the unhealthy stuff. The, if you yeah. write down, what do I do that's unhealthy when I'm stressed or worried or anxious or whatever? Okay, like for me, I could eat. Um, and, and not just eating full meals, it'd be just snacking, getting something, mm -hmm. but still that's not healthy. What could I do instead? I could go for a walk. I could listen to music. I could journal, write stuff down. I could call somebody or get in a conversation with somebody. So it takes me away from where I'm at. I could go outside instead of staying inside around the food, that kind of thing. It's the same thing. Whenever any of us have coping skills that are poor, we have to be able to pay attention to them and know I'm going to actively try to avoid those next time. So avoid the unhealthy coping skills. Really yeah. the key. Write down what Easy. your unhealthy coping skills are. Anything you do that you know is not good for you. And you don't even have to be perfect at it. But what can you do? Put that on the other side of the page. What can you do to actually replace that or that's instead of that? Yeah. Perfect. It's kind of like Probably when you want food, you could go get fruit or yeah. some celery or you're just something that that gets you by in the moment yeah uh, drink some water water is always good because it, it's a filler also yeah or i mean big on this channel is mental health of like um addiction and different like triggers that are not always good and like in those moments like just to have an outlet to get away because yeah. most addictions and problems that you have like if you mm -hmm. can just get by for that moment that you're either tempted or about to do something you shouldn't just to get out and do something for that moment and then you come back and then you'll probably have a different mindset absolutely one. well said nick that's good it's all about mental health it's about awareness and it's about planning instead of waiting and just reacting in the moment because that's where unhealthy comes in yeah yeah cool well i know this is a little shorter episode Love but these it's episodes fun. i like to just play it by ear and if it's short it's short exactly. if it's long it's long exactly well thank you all so much for Submit watching more questions make sure y'all go and um become a member on youtube or patreon if you can because there's an extra episode coming out pretty soon so instagram tiktok twitch twitch patreon, patreon. discord discord all those. We're on everything. We're on everything. Yeah. Come see us. Yeah, thank you. Definitely. All right. Uh, thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you on the next, next Reaction, Reaction Therapy, Therapy Podcast. Podcast.